break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hello and welcome to this week's show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. He is your natural thyroid specialist. We are located in Texas, but can take care of your health needs nationwide. Our website is is naturalthyroidspecialist.com where you can learn about what we do which is mainly low-cost lab work and showing up your weakness with natural medicines Uh, we are very excited to offer you this week's show it is about heartburn is your food eating you because so many people seem to have um Acid reflux, and that came as one of our questions that was uh, on the new closed Facebook group that we have of Shooting Straight with Dr. Lewis, where if you're one of our patients, you get to ask him questions anytime you would like, and he will give you answers when he can, <laughs> which is mostly every day. Yeah, I don't know where they came up with Shooting Straight, but <laughs> I don't hit as many coyotes as I used to. <laughs> but uh, anyway, could you tell us a little bit about um, what we're talking about today with the heartburn? Well, you know, people see things on television, you know, Good Morning America, the ticker tape that goes through there, and then they'll get ideas about, well, I don't think they're telling me the whole story, so then they'll call me or get me on Facebook or Facebook or whatever that is. Uh, Janet's the one that's technically competent here. You know, I can read research, but uh, I don't know much about computers. Probably never will. Uh, But one of the big things is, and and we have a lot of people that come in, their own uh, proton pump inhibitors and H2 blockers. And I get a lot of questions when I go over, well, this is what your lab is. This is where it's not in optimal range, even though it might be within range. And people say, well, what I do about my drugs? And I said, well, I'm a chiropractor. I don't make medical decisions. I would never take you off a drug. And any drug that you want to change or get off of, you'd be wisest to do that with the knowledge and permission of the prescribing physician, which most people don't want to do that because they're some of them are intimidated by their doctors. And I said, doctors are good people. They're just doing the best they can to help you. And they'll if, if you don't need it anymore, they'll be glad to take you off of it. But talk to them because... A lot of people want off these uh, acid reducers, and I said, well, that can be very precarious if you've been on them for a long, long time, so talk to your doctor about it, and then Janet and I can do things that will help you heal, and there's a lot of reasons why we have acid reflux or heartburn, but most, I want you to understand that most of the time it's not too much acid that's causing this, it's too little acid. Well, that's what everybody comes in and tells us is that their uh, doctor tells them that they have too much stomach acid, so they get put on these drugs to help eat it up. So what's the real truth behind it? You know, what? why are so many people having this problem, and what's really going on? Wow. 
That's so multifaceted, you know. I and you know if you've listened to my podcast, it's kind of hard for Janet to keep my brain kind of organized and my thoughts, you know, lined up the way they should be. Uh, I'm going to do a podcast. What causes it? Well, there's a lot of things, but I'm going to do a podcast with Jack Spearco, the Survival Podcast. I think June 29th, and we're going to talk about GMOs. And uh, genetically modified organisms, that's one of the big, big things that uh, can cause uh, problems in the stomach. And, you know, the glyphosate that's in it. Uh, sugar can cause it. Uh, underproduction of stomach acid. And, and that's in a lot of the research. If you'll read the real research, I'm not talking about Google. I'm talking about get on the public library of science and places like that and do, you know, read the real research. Uh, <clears throat> things that can cause that usually it's grains of course again they're getting into the glyphosate genetically modified things it's too much sugar too many carbohydrates and these plastics and pesticides that have inundated our society has slowed down and sometimes stopped uh, a lot of our enzyme systems, and that's why we're getting sicker and sicker. And I, people that are 40 years old and older have noticed that the population is getting sicker and sicker. And it's because of plastics, uh, pesticides, fire retardants, heavy metals. You know, I have a lot of people that because of the pattern on some of their blood, I say, well, one of the possibilities is heavy metals. We've not taken care of of the heavy metals that's in our society. And now we've added, uh, some research says, 100,000 to 1 million times more plastics and pesticides and phthalates than what there is in the heavy metals. Uh, And to get off of some of the problems, you've got to increase your nutrient load so that your body has the ability to detoxify. I got an email about two days ago. This guy said, well, my daughter had the copper iud and we thought we were making the best choice and i said well you know that's up to you but she thought she was having a copper toxicity and according to the test that they had had done it kind of pointed in that direction and he said well google says do zinc but i can't find zinc without copper in it and i said well you need to do this 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 and this and detoxify the body so it's pretty complicated at times, but we can figure this out. Uh, so there's a lot of causes. Bad oils. You know, if you're eating corn oil or something fried in corn oil, safflower, canola, cottonseed oil. And cottonseed oil is like, oh, my God, it's so pesticide-laden. It's not even a food, cottonseed, but it's a cheap way to fry something. So that's one of the reasons we tell you don't do much fried stuff. It's really not good for you. Then you've got things like BHA and BHT that's in, for example, box cereals, and that goes back to, oh, well, it's still a grain. That can cause it. Uh, sodium nitrate, that's your hot dogs. Uh, vanillin, uh, there's just so many of them, so it, it's hard to tell what it is, but the main thing is take nutrients, and it's got to be good nutrients, so you can get better and better and better. That could be the reason that you're depressed. That could be the reason, oh, I have anxiety attacks. That could be the reason why you have high blood pressure. That could be the reason for your poor digestion and acid reflux. It could be the reason you're so inflamed that you can't lose weight. And I have a lot of frustrated people saying, well, I can't lose weight. 
Yeah, you got to do the right thing for a long time. You have to have courage and you have to have conviction. And I just talked to a really, really nice guy down in Florida. <clears throat> he said, well, I, I'm five foot eleven and I weigh this much. And I said, yeah, I'm five foot ten and I used to weigh real close to it. But now I weigh about 30 pounds less. He said, really, you can do that? I said, well, you can if you kind of practice what I preach. Well, I think that's interesting that you're speaking about all the different problems that it comes, you know, comes from eating incorrectly and it causes this heartburn. Um, it actually fits into what one of our closed Facebook guests asked us um, to to address on one of the shows, which was she had dementia, diabetes, headaches, migraines, depression, uh, addictions like alcohol or overeating, hoarding, etc., um, and all the things that you just kind of named off fell into that category of eating incorrectly. And, um, you know, and her question was, how do you start eating healthy? The very basics for beginners um, might be a good way to to educate people a little bit about how to reduce heartburn at the same time by knowing some of the things they could eat that's healthier that would create a, a non inflammatory environment. Well, that particular young lady, and, you know, I've known her forever, really, really sweet. I said, what do you eat for breakfast? She says, Wheaties. I said, what do you eat for lunch? Whole wheat bread. What do you eat for dinner? Wheaties. Wheat, wheat, wheat. Wheat's the worst thing probably that you can put in your body for a lot of reasons. Not just the gluten, but you can have a gluten sensitivity. And in the genetically modified food, they uh, have increased something called lectin. And lectin gets into the little intestinal villi and kind of glues it down and locks it down where you don't have the surface area to absorb the nutrients that there's not that much in the uh, in the food anyway. And that particular lady is horrifically depressed, has bad acid reflux, has a massive amount of trouble with her weight. Um, So if you just give up wheat. Well, many people think it runs in their family also. They think that because it, that their parents had it and then they have it also. Is that true? Is it a genetic issue or why would they have it run in their family? Well, it can be uh, influenced by genetics. There's no doubt about that. But most of the time, when people say, but my mama had it, my grandmama had it, what they're doing is saying, I don't have any power to take responsibility. And a lot of things that people blame genetics for is not really genetics. It's a learned behavior within the family itself. So they were, they're eating basically the same things over because they were taught to eat these same foods that were high inflammatory foods, correct? And, yep. and then they just keep passing those same recipes down from generation to generation, <laughs> and you keep having the same issue reoccurring, and they think it's genetics. Put a little gravy on the biscuit, honey. Right. Wheat, wheat, wheat. Uh, stay away from wheat. And, you know, there's other grains you should stay away from. And, uh, you know, I talked about gluten and how that can cause thyroid or thyroiditis or Hashimoto's thyroiditis in the book that uh, it's coming out. So, you know, there's a lot of possibilities. But if it's a grain, stay the heck away from it. That'd be a good thing. Um, Well, isn't it true that uh, proton pump inhibitors were not really uh, designed to even treat heartburn originally? I mean, it isn't. What were proton pump inhibitors supposed to be doing and you know, why are they so um, rampant now that everybody's doing that? 
Well, if it wasn't for heartburn, I don't really know the answer to that. But, and you know, it gives people symptomatic relief. And I'm all for symptomatic relief because it's it's easier to live life if you're not in pain and agony. But, you know, they've done so many studies. And I've read as many as 16,000 different papers that say, says proton pump inhibitors was not a good thing, should never be done more than six or eight weeks at a time. And one of the studies I thought was really, really interesting is they took um, a lot of very healthy volunteers that never had heartburn, never had acid regurgitation or dyspepsia, and they developed the symptoms in the weeks after they took these proton pump inhibitors. So you took healthy people, gave them proton pump inhibitors, then you took them off of it, and then, oh, my God, all of a sudden you get the very symptom that these drugs are supposed to have uh, taken care of. So the, the thing is, if you decrease the hydrochloric acid in your stomach, and again, most of the time it's too little acid that creates this because you have a stomach full of things that's not being digested. But if you do decrease the acid and then you take away the thing that decreases it, your body in its wisdom says, Woo, I don't have enough acid here, so I'm going to overproduce acid. And that's where you get that regurgitation and severe acid reflux or rebound uh, acid uh, reflux is what they call it. Mm. <clears throat> well, and you know, on lab, when we run lab, um, if you're wondering what's going on, because so many people come in here with a burning going on, and they tell me they're they're making too much acid. Well, we run their lab, and their chloride comes back on the really, really low end, which means they can't break down anything on their own. You know, that's why I tell Janet she takes my thoughts and organizes them because she's absolutely right, and I wouldn't even have thought of that. But, uh, you know, we generally will put them on a digestive enzyme to help them build up the... Uh, chloride and break down the foods better so then a lot of those burning type sensations cease and if they if they're really on fire we give them something called gi essentials that helps calm the gut so that um that the gut can start healing because all of that's an inflammatory thing that you're feeling all that hot burning has got to be cooled down and soothed and it's it's a long-term thing to heal the guts janet puts some gi essentials in my drink every morning to keep my GI tract better. Uh, it goes back when I was a kid. I didn't know all this stuff was bad for me, and I did excessive amounts of sugar and uh, way too many grains. But, uh, you know, the the fact that in America you have things like Prilosec, Nexium, Prevacid, they're some of the most commonly prescribed drugs actually in the world. Does anybody ever ask, why do you have heartburn in the first place? I did. That's what I was trying to find out. Hey, yay, I got the answer. <laughs> why do we? <laughs> uh, bad food and additives in food. I was looking, uh, I'm going to dance around this and be very tactful, but I was looking on a, a label the other day, and it's something that's being fed to some people in my family that's very dear to me, and it's got cancer-causing dyes in this drink that you mix up. Of course, but it's got a smiling picture, you know, or at least the ads did when I was a kid. Why do you put a cancer-causing dye in something you're going to feed children? Well, now they're giving babies even acid reducers. 
And that's probably because of the soy uh, formula. Soy is one of the worst things that you can do. Uh, There are some good supplements that they can isolate certain things out of soy, uh, but you should never consume soy protein. And you can, if you ferment it, do okay with it, but it needs to be non-genetically modified. And that's one of the things I'm going to get into in that uh, podcast I mentioned earlier. We're going to talk about why it's genetically modified and all the myths and lies that they've told us. Uh, and I'm going to debunk those myths. So we should get away from GMOs. If GMOs are so good for us, then why do we have all this heartburn? If they're so good for us, why do the company spend millions and millions and millions of dollars to stop a law that would cause you to label your genetically modified organisms that you're so proud of to start with. Well, I think it's interesting that these PPIs, you know, were originally developed to treat like bleeding ulcers and a very limited range of severe problems. And they say about 60 to 70 percent of the people taking these drugs that have mild heartburn should not be on them. So you've got all these people that really have no business being on them, and then it starts mimicking things like uh, dementia, and it causes things like pneumonia and bone loss and hip fractures. Mm. And so, <laughs> you know, for all the things you think it's fixing, uh, it also can give you an infection, a harmful uh, intestinal bacteria um, that's particularly heightened in children called clostridium. Uh, many, many small children are on these medications, and it could be if we fed them better, they might not have all this reflux. You know, uh, we're now helping our daughter with um, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and there's just little things that you see that, you know, that are baby foods that that a mama thinks she's given the child really good stuff, and you read those ingredients on the label, and because they're so colorful, uh, the product is colorful, and it tastes so great. All of these chemicals are in there. But yet they're smart enough to know that hummingbirds do better if you don't have red dye in hummingbird food. Well, they treat the dogs better. I mean, they take more <laughs> ingredients out of the dog food than they do for, for babies. You know, that that's a really good thing. If you have uh, ulcers, of course, the best thing you can do is see a good uh, gastroenterologist or internist. Uh, that's really, really good. If you have Barrett's esophagus. Uh, yeah, you should probably follow your medical doctor or osteopath's advice. I think you should. You know, I have a personal medical doctor. I love him very dearly and respect him. Uh, <clears throat> but I don't do a lot of drugs, don't need to, because hopefully I'll continue to be healthy. So, you know, that's that's a really good point. The, and I tell people, they get on the Internet and they come in with the craziest ideas and people, are, they it just frustrates me. They say, well, it's said on the Internet, if you have an alkaline body, you can't have cancer. And I said, that is so, so, so elementary, overstated, and false. Well, that's what the Internet said. I said, well, yeah, you can get all kinds of nasty things on the Internet. It doesn't make it right. The thing is, God in his infinite wisdom made your stomach acid so that it would kill the bad pathogenic bacteria in your GI tract and to break down protein. And guess what viruses, yeast, and fungus are covered with? Protein. So if your hydrochloric acid is low, acid, you can't break down and kill the viruses, yeast, and fungus. And if they go into the small intestine, what happens? And small intestine is kind of a very overlooked uh, organ, I think, in the body. The stomach and the colon gets uh, more press. There is massive amount of cases of 
small intestine dysbiosis. So that means you've got bad uh, ratios of booger bear pathogenic bacteria and yeast and fungus and viruses there. So don't believe everything you read on the Internet. It's not as easy as drinking baking soda. Um, to make your body alkaline, it's not that easy, and it, that would certainly not be healthy. Actually, you know, Himalayan sea salt helps um, make the body make more hydrochloric acid. It contains over 80 trace minerals in your body. So when you're salting your food, use Himalayan sea salt. And it's pretty. It is pretty. It's pink. And then uh, another thing is sauerkraut or cabbage juice is one of the most strongest stimulants for your body to produce stomach acid. And if you're German, you're just naturally drawn to that anyway. But sauerkraut is awesome. And you think because it's so... It tastes so tart that it wouldn't do that, but it actually is just the opposite. It does do that. It does, calms it down. Does the German side in you, Janet, make you like beer, too? Um, only the German beer. <laughs> and that's dark beer because it's just better for you. So uh, we tell a lot of people that have uh, overly stressed out and fatigued adrenals to um, consume salt. But now if you have high blood pressure, that's a different matter. Uh, you need more calcium and magnesium and potassium to go with it. So salt is not the villain that it's been made out to be. But you do have to use it very wisely and judiciously. And fresh raw cabbage juice can also uh, be very useful to heal resistant ulcers if you have ulcers too. Well, so can zinc carnosine, which is one of the ingredients in our GI essentials. How many of you have ever even heard of zinc carnosine? Yeah, very few of you. How many of you have that persistent acid reflux? It may be H. pylori. You know, a lot of people know about that one. Uh, Yeah, I was going to discuss that a little bit because some people think they have acid reflux and it actually is H. pylori. Um, So you want to kind of tell people what that, you know, what what you're kind of looking for there with the H. pylori? Yeah, again, you have to understand that it takes the body a long time to heal because of the damage that our bad foods have done. And I'm treating this uh, preacher of a very, very large church, and he's a really great guy. I said, well, you know, it took you 50-something years to get in this shape. You know, you got to give me a year or two. He said, well, I've had H. pylori. I said, well, you know, it comes back. You can treat it medically. The medical doctors have some really good ways to treat that, or you can treat it naturally, and it's going to come back then also until you get your proton pumps in your stomach working correctly and get your acid level up. And his chloride on lab, I think, was a 97, and it should have been more like a 103 to 17, 110, something like that. So. That was a good point Janet made about the chloride on the lab, and also that figures into globulin levels, too. But uh, One way with the H. pylori, if you're wondering if it's acid reflux or H. pylori, Mm -hmm. one way you can do a simple test uh, to find out is um, drink water. And if water bothers your stomach, you may have an H. pylori problem. And if you drink tea, any kind of tea, especially dark, the black tea, um, it will actually soothe it and calm it down. So if it does that, you need to start treating H. pylori. And um, we have something here called SF734 um, that will actually calm the H. pylori down because it's very hard to kill off. So just yeah, FYI. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Uh, one of the things, you know, Janet was talking about sauerkraut, you know, fermented foods. 
that's really, really good. It's high in probiotics and all that. But if you've got, for example, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, that might not be a good thing. So I would say it should be a wise choice to get somebody who knows what they're doing. And, you know, even at that, the more I know, the more I think, oh, my goodness, I don't know everything. There's a lot of foods that increase histamine reaction. And it it can even be good food, but especially the processed meats and even sauerkraut has an increased amount of histamine. And so if you have some kind of GI distress, you have to be careful. If you have Hashimoto's, you have to be careful. And we, Janet and I, take something called DAO, which is an antihistamine. We take it before we eat, and it's made a huge, huge difference in my GI tract. I don't know so much about Janet. She's too pretty. It looks like she's perfect anyway, but <laughs> it helps me. It just takes the inflammation out of any food you may eat. That uh, If you don't know which ones you're allergic to, it kind of just helps take care of all of them. But, you know, we keep talking about, you know, these PPIs that they're really not great for you. And we are never telling you to stop them and, and quit something cold turkey. Yeah. Because with those, you cannot do that once you're on them um, that way. And if you just simply quit them, you can have a relapse and severe pain. Um, so, you know, the th- things we're telling you is how to heal the gut and to possibly add those items in and then talk to your physician about reducing the PPI because they are, they're pretty wicked once you're on them. So once you, once you get even simple acid reflux, it's not necessarily simple. That can be a lot of the things we've talked about, the intestinal dysbiosis, which is candida and other things. Uh, it can be medications like NSAIDs. I, I can take ibuprofen, and oh, my God, it just sets me on fire. So, therefore, I don't do ibuprofen. It's generally, for most people, the food allergies, the chemical sensitivities. It can be malabsorption syndrome different autoimmune diseases and we're seeing more and more of those as we practice longer and longer and that would be like rheumatoid and Hashimoto's and uh, juvenile arthritis and lupus and things like that different digestive insufficiencies that we've talked about not enough hydrochloric acid and other enzymes in order to properly digest your food nutritional deficiencies is always part of the equation and when you get that leaky gut syndrome, food allergies get worse. Chemical sensitivity gets worse. Then you get brain fog or toxic encephalopathy. Say that three times fast. And Janet was having some issues with her eyesight the other day, and it's just the stress of what we go through from time to time. And she was talking a little bit about brain fog, and I said, well, take some molybdenum. She said, I can't even pronounce that. And I said, well, that has to do with decreasing the aldehyde reactions. And people that drink a little bit and get really, really hungover or people that eat wrong foods and get hungover and get that brain fog, you have to have molybdenum. And that's not the only thing you need, but that's something that's very, very commonly missing for those people. Said, but I just feel spacey. I had a sister-in-law like that once. She was just, she was a space cadet. When she'd come over, I'd look out in the parking lot trying to look at what kind of spaceship she's driving. And once she got on some molybdenum and other stuff, it's like, oh, she cleared right up. 
Well, you know, another thing that uh, this kind of all goes back to again is, you know, digestion. And the other part of that is thyroid, because many times the thyroid, if it's not functioning correctly, you'll have slow, improper digestion. You know, that's one of the reasons that Dr. Lewis wrote his book, which we're so excited about, is coming out in a couple of weeks called The Thyroid Sniper. Uh, Be a part of the posse chasing after health. I don't know why she called me a sniper. We just kind of think you've got that country thing going, and, and we think you may like hunting. She saw me shoot a coyote one time. <laughs> she was in a pink shirt, a pink cap on top of a red four-wheeler, and the coyote could see her. I said, well, it was distracted, and I shot it and killed it. So, But that's but it many times has to do with the thyroid, and um, we'll have that available as a Kindle download in a couple of weeks. Um, but in the meantime, if you don't know what's going on with your health and you don't know really where to start, you know, you can always try the things that we talked about today doing the GI essentials. Which has glutamine in it. We have not mentioned that heals the lining of the GI tract. That's something you can order off of our website at naturalthyroidspecialist.com. Um, it's available on there under GI essentials. If you want to get completely healthy and figure out exactly what's happening with you so you're not guessing anymore, fill out our health survey that's also on that website. Um, it comes directly to Dr. Lewis and myself. We will take a look at it and figure out what the best way is for you to get started. And again, if you're interested in being a part of our closed Facebook group and you are a patient of ours already, uh, please just shoot us a quick email to Janet at doctorsnutrition.org. It's G, uh, Janet, J-A-N-E-T, at D-R-S nutrition.org. And um, I'll be happy to add you to his group so you can ask questions also. Um, we are going to have another show on thyroid next week because there's, it's, it's so multifaceted that we need to keep educating people until they understand the importance of all of it. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to add in about heartburn or anything in general, Dr. Lewis? Well, you know, we have a lot of good internists and GI doctors and, you know, it's really funny how closely we can work together and not butt heads and the ones that win or the patients, and I'm very proud that our medical profession is kind of opening up to more natural ways because your body's sick because of nutritional deficiencies. Your body's sick because there's too many chemicals. Your body's sick because we don't have good food, and it can definitely get better. So more and more of us t- doctors in different types are working together. Yeah, I'm, I'm flattered how many different doctors that I actually treat. But uh, the main thing is, let's figure out what our goal in life is, and that's to uplift people. So what I'd like to say, there's one scripture in Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs 22.3, that says, A wise man foresees danger and takes precautions, but a foolish man or a simpleton sees danger and carries on and suffers the consequences and i want to be the former i want to be the wise man that foresees danger and takes precautions and avoids that kind of pain because it robs our families of good situations where we could be there and be healthy and be there for them so you know i would ask that god bless you and hope you've learned something real well and you feel encouraged and uh, like i said send us your uh, lab if you have some we'll be happy to look at it we do that at no charge and uh, if you don't have some we can get it ordered for you right where you are across the country thank you again for listening to this week's show and we'll see you right here next time on the doctor's nutrition show